You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We are live. An early edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast with Josh Tolley, Bethel Duran, and Ricky Romero. Oh, we are going because. We feel like it. We're ready to go. No guest today, but I'm excited for what's going on because Tolly graciously left the middle of his landscaping work right now, Ricky, to get here. And I don't even want to know what his outfit is right now because he's probably got like like lumberjack pants on or something. How you doing, Tolly? I'm doing good. I, yeah, you don't want to see my outfit. We're going with the headshot today. <laughs> Ricky, how's the air conditioning in Hermosa? Oh, there's no AC, baby. We got the ocean here. A nice little ocean breeze every day. No AC. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is hot though. It's you like guys comfortable. Um You know what though? We went to the beach on, on uh Sunday. We took the boys like all morning when during summers we usually do that every summer. On Saturdays or Sundays or both days we go we head straight to the beach. But we hadn't been out there in a while and, and little Diego fucking he got a nice little sunburn because yesterday he we were <laughs> I was changing his shirts and he's like going he's like da da ow da da ow and I was like oh you are sunburned and because the oldest one doesn't doesn't burn at all dude he just he gets a tan right away and this one he was hurting a little bit I felt bad for him ah poor Diego uh, Ricky uh, how was the water though it's a uh, kind of cold in Hermosa it's probably like sixty five seventy degrees maybe. You guys are you're suffering, <laughs> dude. Sebastian don't care though, man. He goes in there and he's just riding waves like nothing. Like it's just it's like it's ninety degrees. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Crazy. And thanks to everybody that listens to us every single week. Leaves the comments on the Let's Go Ricky Row Instagram page and also on iTunes. Um, totally. Just to let you know, I didn't send this text to you last week. But for some reason, guys, I was doing the analytics, looking at what's going on. Our numbers in Mexico are big right now. Like we, if you look at the sports category in Mexico, we were 22. We were number 22 in all the sports categories in Mexico. All of them are like soccer, soccer, soccer. And then all of a sudden we pop up. I'm like, wait a minute, what is this going on? And I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, we were there. So I don't know what Farmer Tolly is doing, um, what it is. But the Aman, they love you, Tolia, Mexico. That's all. We're, that's we're growing. Right. That's right. We like it that way. <laughs> now, Venezuela, we're not getting the big numbers yet, but we, we got to work on that, Tolia. Hey, who's listening to our podcast in Mexico from I, uh, here? You got, you got you got managers punching kids out there, punching players. You hear about that, Josh? No. What happened? Oh. <laughs> punched the, punched the, uh, a player or something like that. Really? That's so, not there's, it. There's pictures online of the player with the busted lip. He actually went to Cal State Fullerton. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're not one to gossip, but I'll do it. So here's the story. 
<laughs> now, totally. Okay, all right. So t- let me let me rephrase it. So no guests today. Uh, we're going to talk about just real go back and forth with each other. Just quick show today because Tolly's got to go back to lumberjacking. I got to go do kid stuff because the summer's going to really mess things up. I might not even be around next week, so we'll talk about that. Ricky's got things. But we wanted to give a show for the fans because we keep on growing and the fans are really cool. They're here for us. Um, and so the topic I want to get into was just like seeing young studs. But since Ricky brought this up, I forgot about this. So Tolly, you've seen some crazy stuff in clubhouses. Right, whether you're playing in the United States at the minors or in Venezuela or just now as a coach for your kids' teams, here's the story in Mexico, the in Aguascalientes, Mexican League, the manager who is from Venezuela, I believe Luis uh, Rivero, Luis Rivero is the manager in Aguascalientes. Rivero, I don't know. Uh, says something to one of the players about you know the player Michael Wing, who's from Southern California. And they, they go back and forth, they have an exchange, and one of the players who's sitting there, Richie Pedraza, I guess Pedro- told him, Pedroza, tells tells the manager, he's like laughing, and the manager's like, well, what are you laughing at? And they get into it, and the manager swings, clocks the shortstop, because the guy supposedly told him, F you, and there's a fracas in the clubhouse, and the, the kid, the shortstop who got punched, has a big old fat lip, and they posted the pictures on social media, it's all out there. And I'm like, I'm reading this, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And Alex Adabi, our friend, he's like, Mexico, bro. Like, that happens. Like, the magic is suspended, and then the, the guy's been suspended, but they're back and forth, and it, it's just crazy. Oh, and the, the manager came out and said, oh, because these guys are smoking marijuana in the clubhouse, and the lack of professionalism, I've had it. I'm done with this. So did the coach leave? No, he's there. He got suspended they in might, one game. They might win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. You watch. I don't even know. I don't know anything about the team, but you watch. I bet you they win the championship. You know what's crazy though? You, you, you hear about instances like that um, in clubhouses that you know guys almost managers almost come to blows with the players, but it never really happens. So the fact that he landed and clocked them pretty good is it's crazy because, like I said, you always hear about it. I've been in clubhouses where it's gotten really really close like we're a manager and a player like our face to face and you're just like whoa like this is really happening but to actually have a manager punch a player that's to me that's crazy that's sick <laughs> totally you ever break up a clubhouse fight yeah i've broken up a lot of clubhouse fights really like teammates yeah, or man- yeah team not so much i i mean i've never seen the manager take a rip at uh, at a player but that takes some balls, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I've seen teammates fight. I mean, every, every year it's two or three. No way. Yeah, it happens all the time. That's for good chemistry. Yeah. I, I've seen I've seen teammates go at it too. Just, you know, one instance was uh, one of our players got hit and, and then a bullpen guy came in and they felt like that they weren't protecting our player and they started jawing at each other after the game. It was like we had to separate them and – yeah, I mean, there's different things, man. I mean, it's like Josh has said it before in the show. Um, you spend so much time with these guys. It's like it's it's a brotherhood. You're 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 with them. You're you're gonna you're gonna laugh with them. You're gonna maybe at times shed tears with them, and you're gonna fight. I mean, it's like it's a, it's brothers, you know. And 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 when you have brother, an older brother, a younger brother, you fight. And and, and sometimes stuff doesn't uh, sit well with others, and something has to be said. And Things happen, but again, like a manager hitting a player, I mean, that's crazy. I, I still, I, I want to know the full story. Um, you know, the last yeah. thing you want 
obviously it's still I it's Mexico and anything, but I don't know, man. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You you played in Tijuana, Ricky. You saw some stuff. We saw some stuff. Like I went into your clubhouse with no credential, no nothing. I just walked on in there. It was no problem. But I can only imagine something like that. So the, and they're only like totally. They're twenty games into the season. So like the yeah. frustration levels must be crazy. Now totally, yeah. without naming any names, with without naming any names, totally. What fight did you break up? Like legit punches I, being thrown. No, normally like shoving matches, and a lot of okay. it stems from what Ricky says. A lot of it's pitchers not protecting the hitters, stuff like that. That's normally guys dogging balls. I've seen one of those. Guys not wanting yeah. to play. I've seen one of those. It's like, I mean, guys, you you get. I mean, twenty games ends a little early, honestly. Um, <laughs> normally, these things happen in like September or August. And, uh, when everybody's you're making a good playoff push or your team's terrible, guys, uh, the tempers start flaring. Now, why do you say it's good for chemistry? Um, it's kind of what Ricky said. It's like it's how you overcome that, right? It, it, it what it does is it builds. Um, it lets everybody instead of walking around with the stuff on your chest, it allows guys to just release it. Interesting. And, yeah. Interesting. Told, it, see, I think it helps. Totally's back to that whole okay, like oh, we we fought each other. Now we're gonna unite together attitude. Yeah, but can it also like make it go the other way of like, oh, I fought you today. I'm gonna fight somebody else tomorrow. No, it doesn't normally work like that. Normally, when you get your fight out, it's out and it's done, and everything's off your chest because then it turns into everything else that is all compiled over the course of the season. Ah, see, that's just, that's why I love doing this show because. The stuff that's behind the scenes that we don't hear, like me, as a member of the media, we'll hear like, oh, there was an argument because usually it's one of the clubbies that tells me, hey, so-and-so got into it, but we don't ever really get the true story of what happened. Or, a, a, you know what the best would be is a teammate of one of the dudes who got into it that nobody likes will come and tell you like, hey, did you hear uh, so-and-so got into it with him? Why don't you guys put that out there? It's like, oh, because nobody likes that teammate, so they want it to be known that, he got into it with somebody on the team. Like, that's yeah. how we, members of the media, get the information. It's not like we see it, but it's always, like, third-hand party. So, for you guys that are in there, so, but do the managers get involved? Or like, when there's, like, a, a fracas like that? No? Most of the time, not. There's no reason for them to. No. Yeah. Hey, it's your clubhouse. You handle it. Yeah? That's it. So, it's kind of like, oh, managers kind of, and coaches kind of turn their head. Like, oh, I, I see nothing. Yeah. Yeah, just deal with it. Fix it. Fix the problem. We're adults. The manager, yeah, the manager's not your dad. I mean, it's, it's we're adults, and it's and it's hey, you handle it if you have to handle it. You got to do what you got to do, and yeah. and that that's pretty much it. I mean, it's again, you you don't want it to get out to the clubhouse. You know, like the, the Mets had an incident where in the tunnel supposedly they got in a fight, and and next thing you know, they're talking about rats and this and all that. But like, you don't want it to get out for what. You know, it's nobody's business. Whatever happens in there stays in there, and, and that's it. But that's yeah. another thing, too, though, right? If somebody's like, hey, who ratted out? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> no, normally it's – I mean, normally we're, we're, baseball, the, the baseball clubhouse world is like um, – like uh, like the the Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever they have. It's like there's so much gossip. It's like, geez, don't rob a bank with anybody in there. 
Yeah, don't ever be the bench guy because they will tell you yeah. everything. Like, like, people right. like, they're like, how do you know this, Bethel? I'm like, all right, be nice to the secretary, the ushers, the parking attendants, and the last guy on the bench because they will be your best source. Like, they, no matter what. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why we. true. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, even like the, 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 the cops, the head security guys that are sitting right by the dugout that are assigned a game, they see a lot of stuff, too. <laughs> and, and, then, and they know. So, yeah, you keep it cool with them. You know, you, you hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, or whatever. Like, I'm sure they see stuff, you know, you, you know, in Toronto. I mean, they, there's yeah, a yeah. cop that's there and I'm sure he goes to the tunnel every once in a while. And, you know, there's a lot of mother effing and punching and throwing of gear and, Dude, Beto, I yeah. wish there was honestly, Josh. I wish there was a camera in that in that tunnel in Toronto. To yeah, that's see a good some, one. To, yeah, to for blow like, bats up for like a for like a streak of five games to see what happens in that tunnel. Because yeah. man, it's 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 funny shit. I mean, you know, from I mean, I think Brandon Morrow in one of our few, first few episodes, he spoke about it. How he he's got an insulin pump on it because he's diabetic and he like chucked it and we were trying to look for it for like four innings you know we couldn't find it <laughs> like stuff like crazy stuff man like broken bats uh a lot of offers guys that go over or a lot of guys that go have short outings it's it's horrible and it is and it's the shit that goes on in that tunnel it's it's pretty funny yeah it's hilarious that's where you gotta go all right so that's like a little gossip and like i said that that's one of the things where um me being around the Lakers and Phil Jackson, you kind of knew when Phil, when things were going really well, Phil would come out and just, you know, his interviews were always very calculated. It was like, oh, we're doing this, this, this. And all of a sudden, one day, Phil would just decide, you know what? These are too easy around here. And he would just blow up a player. Like, he would just go after, like, Power, Kobe, or whatever. And I'm like, where, where did that come from? And then the friction comes back. And people tell me later, like, Phil would just revel in that. Like, oh, yeah, look. Because when it's too easy cruising along, no, nah, no, nah, you got to have that friction. Like all these mind games, especially in baseball, it's, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Love, oh, it. And, Love it. And I'm sure, and I'm sure you saw it too, but though with Kobe Bryant, I mean, he he wasn't scared to jump on his teammates. And obviously, oh, no. basketball teams are a little smaller, and and you know, there's more of a in baseball. There's 25 guys in the clubhouse, so it's kind of hard to have that one leader. It's almost like there's a there's few leaders here and there, yeah. but in, in basketball when you're that alpha male and you're a Kobe Bryant I'm sure you saw or heard some cool stories about him jumping on guys and and I mean it's been it's been known out there that him and Shaq didn't get along oh. at times because he was lazy and 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 when he got on those young guys the Clarkson say Julius yeah. Rant for the world like it's it's on tape and and I'm sure it, everything's a mind game you yeah know? he's well, like he got on he, he got on Dwight Howard for eating McDonald's in the clubhouse or the locker room an hour and a half before the game just looking at him like like well, yeah, but then Dwight had like four percent body fat. He could eat McDonald's all he wants. Still suck. <laughs> he still sucked that year with the Lakers. So, <laughs> all right. Now, um, normally we don't talk a lot of like baseball current and stuff that's going on. And I know everybody's like, oh, the pitching stuff and stuff and all that. Like, ah, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's been going on for whatever. It's gonna happen. And then the rules came out today that they're gonna enforce this and that. And then in two weeks they're gonna enforce something else. And Joe West can do what he wants. So we're not gonna get into this like substance stuff because i know people want to get your perspective behind it but whatever I, I it's like go turn on sports talk radio and you'll hear eight million opinions about it that nobody really knows anything that's going on now what i am curious about i saw a picture yesterday our good friend um batting stance guy uh gar posted this picture of vlad guerrero and vlad guerrero jr when they were in montreal and then vlad guerrero jr is the leading vote getter and 
Yeah, I'm the older one here. I'm in my 40s. And damn, I feel old. Because in 2005, I met Vladdy Jr. He was in the Angels Clubhouse in spring training in, in, in uh, Tempe. Like, uh, just a big meatball. Killing the spread. Like, at 8 in the morning, totally. And going after it. And I forgot that that was that kid. Because Vlad had a bunch of kids with him at the time. He had, like, all his kids were in the clubhouse with him. Then this guy becomes the leading vote-getter. And that's crazy what he's doing. Now, I want to get into his because are you guys now starting to feel old when you see these young kids dominating like that? Because it's been happening to me for a while. Because you guys are in your early 30s, mid-30s. Like, are you starting to feel like, fuck, when, when did this happen? When did I get old? Try playing last year. <laughs> There's like 19-year-old kids, 20-year-old kids at the alternate site. And I was like, what is going on? I have 14 years on these kids. Like, I, yeah, I mean, the game is getting younger, and I'm getting older, so it's um, it's interesting. I, yeah, I do. I, I feel old, and I say, what what the hell has happened? But it's um, it's real life. It's, it's, it's getting younger, that's for sure. It, a, a friend of mine yesterday, we were talking about the Toronto Blue Jays going back and forth, and he, this is what he said. It's crazy that you haven't even been done for 10 years, and you pitch in an entirely different era. And I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. I was like, I, I'm reminded of, I, I think about that every single day. Like, it's crazy because we were talking about complete games and how, how, how starters are, are getting babied a lot nowadays and, and all that stuff. And I was like, damn, I really like a different era. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. And it just made me think like, it, it, yeah, I mean, we're not getting younger. And when you see these, these young kids like a Vladdy and, and Acuna, Tatis, and you think about the age, they were when we were in the big leagues. I mean, they were little kids. They were, you know, six, seven years old. And man, but to see Vladdy, a Toronto uh, Blue Jay, being um, ahead in the All Star voting and the year that he's having, it's crazy, man. Those those moonshots he's hitting. Every, it seems like every night, it's it's everything he was. You know, I know last year he got a lot of shit for for coming in and not producing and and. You know, and he went back to work this offseason and he, 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 you know, this is the guy that they paid all that money for as a young prospect and, and he's living up to it. And I, I hope he continues, man, because stuff like this makes the game fun, you know, and, and he's competitive and, and he wants to win. And I hope the Blue Jays, uh, you know, continue to build a team around him because he's, he deserves it. That, that kid, uh, he, it's special, man, what he's doing. I mean, they say he's putting up historic numbers. You know what's cool is that. It's 2021. You guys played a, a, a different era, even though totally played last year in the Yankees organization. It's crazy. But the fact that a 21-year-old kid from Toronto is a leading vote-getter, uh, a Tatis yeah. in San Diego, it, it's no longer you have to be in New York or L.A. to be a star. It's really cool to see how the game has grown that way, where they're embracing these young kids totally, where they know what's going on, they know the flow, they know what's happening. And yeah. I know as much as we want to get like, oh, you know, you got to earn your time. Dude, when you're a stud, you're a stud. And it brings me up to this. When I first saw Mike Trout get called up, he was, what, 19? And he made his debut like on a Sunday. And the first time he came up, everybody's like, oh, Trout this, Trout that. And, you know, he sucked for two weeks and they sent him back down. And then he comes back and you're like, oh, my God. Like, this guy is just something. Like, there's something there. Are there guys that you played with where you're like, oh, that is 
that like that is something you know like that's like there's something different about these guys anybody like that totally come to mind yeah i mean i mean mike trout was kind of in his own his own little element right? um now it's funny because i was actually just at one of uh, i was at a minor league baseball game on this sunday and i watched this rutschman kid play from the orioles and like he's he stands out amongst those kids so I'm. Uh, it's interesting. I, I I I haven't seen anybody like Mike Trout in my own my own eyes. I mean, there's there's an aspect of like earning your stripes from a standpoint of like let the kid hit in the big leagues and let's see if he can hit in the big leagues or let's see if he can pitch in the big leagues versus just rolling it out to him and giving it to him. Yeah, that's, you know that's 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 what I think is missing, right? Like that's a little bit too rushed. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean like. The- but but then you hear of the of the of the kids too. I mean, and, and Josh knows this. All the kids who were super hyped up and they just they just get lost in the mm. in the world of, uh, of baseball. And 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 uh, you know uh, we had one, um, and he was you know big time dude. And totally remembers him, uh, Brett Laurie. Uh, yeah. When he came up with the Toronto Blue Jays, it was like he was Mister Canada. He was playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. He was on every like billboard, and they like you know they 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 hyped him up. And and man, one of the most athletic guys I've ever played with. Honestly, he was super athletic. Can jump through, can jump out of a jam, can do can do it all. Beto, you name it, this guy can do it all. And then really? next thing you know, in a in a trade for Josh Donaldson, and and it kind of changed. I feel like it changed his career around a little bit. Um, I don't know. And then and, and next thing you know, he was out of baseball, but. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one guy that I thought for sure was like this this guy. You, he's the can't miss guy. I mean, he can do it all, power, can field, but everything was at 110 miles per hour. I don't think he knew how to slow down. But uh, he's one that comes to mind that that I thought not Mike Trout's level, but I thought he was going to be like one of those guys that was going to be a staple in that in that Blue Jays. Um, yeah, because th- there's guys that we remember we're getting in our group chat the other day. We we're talking about this, like being LA guys. All the guys that the Dodgers had who were supposed to be, wow! Like you know, Clayton Kershaw was a first rounder, so you knew he was going to do something. When he, I remember him yeah. pitching when he was wearing like number fifty-two or whatever it was. That because I used to work Dodger Sunday games, so you would see those kind of games. He's like, okay, this guy's going to be special when he's twenty years old with that big bender. But then you think about the names that come through. What about this one for you, Tony? Remember uh, Joel Guzman? He was part of that. Uh, Jacksonville five. Yeah. He was supposed to be better than Martin, better than being uh, lonely, better than Matt Camp, and yeah. it was like never did anything. Like, like that's why I, I was going back with this uh, with Vladdy and Tatis, where it uh, you know Carlos Correa too, where they are so hyped, but then they come and produce. It's like, damn, yeah. like you guys have told us how hard baseball is, let alone at 21 years old. And it's like I'm happy to see kids succeed like that, man. It's just crazy how hard baseball is. People forget that. It- yeah, it's hard. And I, I have to say, like, when I heard that Vlad shed all those pounds over the winter, I thought it was going to be almost too much. It was going to be a detriment to his power. And, my God, he's proven me wrong um, and some. Yep. And, and you know, one thing that people do is, on this show, we don't become old men who talk about a cloud in the sky and complain. We adapt, right? Look, we're doing a podcast in three different locations. We're adapting. We're going live on YouTube. And... Let me get a little jump roll here. We're going to stay young, too, because we are going to add an intern to the show. We have somebody young. 
just like they're doing in analytics, we're bringing in a young guy, and he's here right now. Everybody from the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast, say hello to Graham Metzger, our uh, quasi-intern slash new producer. We can't call him an intern because that means he has to get paid. So here's our friend Graham Metzger. Uh, <laughs> Graham, turn on your microphone. He's from the University of Oregon. He uh, is a sophomore broadcast major. I've told him many times, don't do this business. Get out of it. Uh, but I know his dad uh, very well, uh, uh, professor at Lumpy State. Graham has a big smile. Yesterday I told him, hey, you want to help on the podcast? So he's now going to help do videos for the Instagram and also do the YouTube videos that we're going to have as promos. Graham Metzger, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm so happy to be here. Definitely happy to bring this uh, age average a little bit down. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, I had to come out strong. I had to come out strong. <laughs> I like it. Wow. I like, I like wow. it. I like it. Now we just expect some uh, Oregon Ducks gear now, man. Yeah. Definitely, definitely coming through in the mail. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, Graham, having listened to the podcast for 20 minutes, what do you think so far? Um, I'm, I'm super interested. Um, I really, I really uh, totally agree with what you guys are talking about, about in really baseball and every sport. It's all about the young guys now, you know. I'm so glad to see that these uh, big sports organizations are not scared to just push their young guys now and show, like, this is the most exciting thing in our sport right now. Um, yeah, so I totally agree with that. And um, as far as like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. As far as like dugout altercations and you were talking about Phil Jackson, Beto, you know, I definitely remember Kobe walking off the court telling people they were soft as Charmin, you know, they need that pick sometimes. <laughs> All right, Graham, that's your coming in. So, All right, good debut, Graham. Good debut. Hey, so, you're going to have to come up to this, man. Yeah. So don't stop from here yeah. on out that was oh never out. never <laughs> so graham it, it, so now we have a researcher on staff so whenever we're watch, doing the podcast and you know graham's not going to talk much he's going to be in there but if we ever see something like totally he's like hey what were my numbers against so-and-so graham's going to do the researcher grabbing it so uh if we start telling a story graham's going to be researching to figure this out so uh graham right now i need, I need you to type in aguas calientes manager punching and give me the names of the guys involved all right so that's what we got go. all, right. all right we'll be back with graham later on <laughs> send better the pictures so, so 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 josh can see it yeah uh so type in aguas calientes uh Mex- mexico baseball manager punch and uh find the pictures and, and uh send it to me and we'll get them up there all right grand mesker our uh, uh quasi intern i don't know if we could call him an intern because that might get me in trouble yeah, it can be a free internship no, no, oh, no, that, that's a lawsuit now. You have to pay interns. So uh, welcome to the Bethel Vision uh, Network. <laughs> You're our friend. You're our friend yeah. if anybody else. Yeah, Graham Tolley has just joined the show, everybody. <laughs> all right, we'll be back with you, uh, Graham. Send me the pictures right now. All right. <laughs> He's all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. He came in swinging, too. Dude. Yeah, he did, huh? Dude, it's like it's a baseball podcast, right? That's why I gotta come. Hey, Graham, turn your That's mic off. Right. Turn your mic off, Graham. Get out oh, of here, Graham. You just pop right in. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but no, it's uh, like I said, Graham's gonna help us out during the summer, does research and stuff like that. He's a broadcast journalism major, so eventually he'll be taking over from me when I disappear from the United States and just start, start golfing all over the world. Go, don't be all right. All right, so uh, that's pretty cool. Totally. Now, um, let's just catch up with you real quick because well, a couple more minutes because Farmer Tolly's got to do stuff. Everybody's got to be busy today. I said, quick podcast today of what's going on. Tolly, what's the update on you? Because I was watching Brockmire yesterday. I don't know if you've ever seen the show. 
And there was an episode where <clears throat> one of his friends, uh, Uribe, decides to become a knuckleballer. And there's a scene where he can't throw strikes and the knuckleballer's getting all mad. I saw this, though, that there's a knuckleballer somewhere in A-ball. Tolly, could you catch somebody right now? Yeah, with my eyes, a knuckleballer with my eyes closed. <laughs> hell, hell, I might even use chopsticks. <laughs> We're a shower shoe. Give me the shower shoe. Yeah. All good. Ready to roll. Yeah, just whatever. Wait, yeah. Wait, I'm sure the kid's got a fine knuckleball, but I caught a guy that won the Cy Young, for Christ's sake. Totally. Got a or, question for that, Beto? No. I'm going to go Aaron Boone on your ass here in a second. Yeah. Stop <laughs> with that bullshit. Yeah, there we go. Tolly's awake, baby. Let's go. Now, Tolly, organization calls you and says, hey, can you get to double A to catch your kid? Yeah, go do it right now if they want me to. So you would give up logging in upstate New York to go play in the minor leagues? As long as I get on the insurance for the major league team or the minor league team. Huh? Take Hey, take me with you then. I need some insurance. Yeah. I need to get my teeth cleaned. Yeah. Now, oh, dental. Let me, hold on. Let's vent about dental insurance real quick. You want to talk about the biggest scam in the world? It's dental insurance. <laughs> dental work is the biggest scam in the world. Holy shit. Yeah, I. I yeah, I know. It, I'm fortunate enough. One of my very good friends is a, is a, is an interdentist. So he, uh, he, he, you need a root canal, you come see my guy. He's, he's good. Yeah, I got a brother-in-law who's a dentist, but we'll start save that for another story, Dr. Yeah. Just, and, anyways, <laughs> enough of the dentist. TJ, stuff, man. You just cross the border, go to Mexico, go to TJ. You want dental work done? I know, <laughs> <laughs> right, but I, as I was watching, I kept thinking, the more we talk to you, Tolly, the more we think like how crazy it is that last year you were in the organization with the Yankees and you're doing it, and it, it's just – the uh, less teams there are, like our friend Alex Adabi is playing in independent ball. There's teams in Mexico. But then how many minor league teams got contracted? I didn't realize how many jobs got lost this year for for players, yeah. broadcasters, managers. Like, there really aren't many minor league jobs no. anymore. No, I mean, I mean, hundred. what was it? Some of the, either 120 got abolished, I think, was yeah. the right number. It was something outrageous. I did a, I did a thing on it because I was doing a radio show in Toronto and I, I did some work on it and it was something like that. It's, it's skipping my brain right now. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Oh my God. See, man, yeah. people, people here. But if anybody, if, if any teams are listening and you have a knuckleballer, I'm, I could definitely do it. Easy. Really? I don't, I, mean, I don't know if I can hit a hundred anymore, but well, here's hell, why. I don't know if I could ever hit a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> now, because uh, our good friend, uh, Bartolo Colon just threw a complete game the other day in Mexico, 48 years old, 78 pitches in Mexico, 48. That, I mean, he's a wizard. He throws 98% fastballs and gets everybody out. Hey, kids yeah. that are listening, take, take notes, command the baseball. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Now I like it. I mean, it's true. It's true. It. it I just – I can't keep saying that enough, like – We've gotten away from from commanding a baseball. It's like, oh yeah, throw hard, throw hard. Everyone wants to see a hundred, but yeah, and the goddamn baseball, like it's not command it. Fastball, first pitch, fastball strikes. This isn't that hard. I'm gonna look something up real quick. Go, uh, go, grandma research. No, I I just have to. I no because I just pulled it up um, when I was looking at it. Ray sent Tyler Glass now for MRI due to elbow issues. At some point the arms fall off right i mean do we uh -huh. agree with that yeah like 
And I'm not saying, well, if you throttle down or you don't throw as hard, you're not going to have arm problems. You still might. But, like, these are dudes that are going max effort, 110 pitches every single night. You know? The arm injuries are just uh, – it's yep. all over the place. Um, but... No, yeah, it's true. I mean, it, it almost seems like, yeah, every guy – I mean, even – and Jacob Grom is one of the best pitchers on the planet, but he's like – you know, it seems like that, that – that arm's giving him a little bit of trouble too. And it almost, it's almost like makes you think like, who's like, who's next, you know? And, and you hate to see stuff like that with the top pitchers in the game that, that go down with injuries and, and, and you don't want that to happen. But um, uh, yeah, man of the baseball, I mean, and DeGrom's one of the best at it, but it's just, he throws hard every fifth day and it's a hundred, 101, but Jeez. it's almost yeah. like, it's like, is it, there, is there a price to pay with throwing that hard? And it don't get me wrong, throwing hard is fun, but if you don't command the baseball, and I'll tell you what, I've I've sat in the dugout when when hitters are facing Bartolo Colon and hitters know it's coming. They know he's gonna throw you that front door sink or that back door sink, and they, they know it. And they it's one of those that you go 0 for four and you're you're sitting there like, How the hell did I just go 0 for four off a guy throwing 88, 90? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's. I, I always use it. I say it's the most. Well, it's not the most. It's one of the most comfortable 0 for fours ever. A By the seventh inning, you look up. He's still on the mound. You're 0 for three. You have one more at bat coming, and you know you're getting him again. And it's like holy shit. And you've seen, I don't know. Let's just say in three at bats up to that point, you've seen eight or nine pitches, and they've all been fastballs. So your fourth at bat, you get all fastballs, and you do the same shit. It's crazy. It's yeah. uh, uh, <clears throat> also in old man news. Forty-four-year-old Joe Bimo signed a deal with the Padres, Double A. He's a grinder. Who? Joe Bimo. Joe, Joe Bimo. I think he oh, just did. Yeah, he did, yeah. went back and did some of the. I, I, yeah, he has a facility in or, in uh, a my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He has a facility, and I think he's done. He's building his arm up. Um, Graham, since we have you, if you could check out who my first double was off of. <laughs> Uh, his first double Graham, 2009 it would have been 2009 september 3rd mets rockies box score and i think i i think it was joe bimo i i just i, I want to think ground rule double off the center field wall all right you got that Graham? you got that Graham? Graham, right. we'll be back we'll be, we'll be back Graham, we'll be back we'll be back, we'll be back. <laughs> We'll be back. Hell yeah. Totally. I love it. I love hey. this kid. All right. Now, now, now we, here's why we love this kid, because Graham is a hustler. So, totally, you're uh, – what are you picturing? We Go back to the Mexico story as we wrap up the show. Think about what you envision a, a, a guy getting punched by an old Venezuelan guy would look like. Right? Just, just in your head yeah. what you think it might be. And here's what it looked. Where'd it go? Oh, where's the picture? Come on, Graham. No, not Graham. That's me. Oh, Beta, let's go. Graham's going to start yelling at you here in a second. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. What did you think it was? A that's slap? the shoot. No way. That's the shortstop, uh, Pedro- P- P- Richie Pedroza, uh, who got punched by the manager, Luis Carlos Rivera. Uh, he also hey, manages in, in Venezuela. Can we get uh... – Let's. Can I get a translation of what this says? Uh, all things, law, all things. I know that. The things that happened. Things got out of, things, things got out of control. Yes, last night in the locker room, 
of the Aguas Calientes, the, the Los Rieleros de Aguas Calientes. Uh, they're informing me that Luis Carlos Rivera uh, was really, really mad after the game and he lost control and he went after Richie Pedroza. Uh, players are sure that Richie didn't do anything to start this uh, and that he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't retaliate. Player didn't retaliate. No. That's... Let me see the Luis Carlos Rivera guy. I might be able. I, I might be able to put a face with the name. Uh, one of our guys, Sanabio, was saying he's like six four, six four, two forty. Richie Pedroza is like five nine. <laughs> yeah, Mexico. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, and the other guy is uh, Michael Wing, <clears throat> was a player who um, got tossed four times in seventeen games, and that's what uh, led to the altercation. So he got into it with Wing. And then Pedroza was there, like, supposedly popping off, according to the other people. So it's crazy. He it's Mexico. Him. That's unbelievable. Look at this guy's face. I, I just can't get over that. It looks like he got hit with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. It was right there. <clears throat> so you talk about breaking up altercations. That's what's going on in Mexico. All right. Woo! Rivera pitched for the Braves. He said Rivera pitched for the Braves back then. Okay. Yeah, he did. I, I was just looking at the picture. I don't recognize him. Okay. That's what happens when you let a pitcher manage. <laughs> he, was a, he was really a pitcher? Yeah, for the Braves. I don't know. But, but then again, sure? it might have been. It was, uh, I mean, then again, there might be a couple guys with a different name, too. Yeah, there could be a couple of Luis Carlos Rivera's, right? Yeah. 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 There it is. All right, uh, Graham, <clears throat> what, any update on the box score of Tolly's uh, first double? What do we got, Graham? You know Graham? I got it. You know I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Graham. All right. Catcher Josh Tolley picked up his first big league hit, a single in the second inning. It was off of Jason Marquise. Right. And then my second my second career hit ever was. Oh, you were looking for the second career hit? Yeah, not my first oh, hit. Oh, come on, Graham. Come hey, on, Graham. Why are you talking about the second and not the first? That's what I'm asking. Let's, let's give it up for Graham. <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't ask for that. You didn't ask for that. No, 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 no. He wanted his second hit. What was it, Graham? God. Let me get back to the drawing board. Oh, uh, it's in. Okay, was it in the same game? What was his 50th hit? Jesus Christ, gosh. <laughs> no, because he oh, wanted to know if it, Joe it, It's the same game, right, Tolly? Same game. All right. So later Thank on. You. Hey, that was after – it'll be after I had my stolen base. Oh, my God. What a game you had. What? What a game I had? Woo! That was your pro debut? Yeah. Base hit to right center. Next pitch, I stole. Hey, the Mets thought they were getting some superstar. Great <laughs> <laughs> to trade me four years later. <laughs> so who was the next pitcher, Graham? Who did he get the double off of? Let's look at the I'm box still score. going through right now. The box Let's score, it should say. I mean, Graham, Graham, what are you doing? Doing an algorithm to run this thing or what? Nah, you know these kids, they got like five computers going right now. Analytics. Hey, we're on the ultimate Mets database right now, all right? All right. They already um, hey, they deleted me off the page. The seven line was ready to make you a shirt. Yeah. Anything, Graham? Just look at the box score. Is it Bimal? Who came in after Marquis? Uh, oh, Joel Peralta, not Bimal. Joel okay, Peralta. After Joel Peralta. It wasn't Randy Joel Peralta. Flores. There's no Bimal on here. He did not pitch. 
Jesus. Come on, Tully. Oh, no, he's wrong. Wait, he did. He did. He did. He was the second to last guy. He was the second to last yeah. guy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Graham. I don't know, now, Graham. Through, Graham, let's go through all my hits. <laughs> all right, so hold on. Hey, we won't be here too long. Graham, Graham, Graham. Oh, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Gra Gra uh, Gra hey, Gra how many hits do you have in the big room? <laughs> hey, I'm sure I'm not too far from you. <laughs> wow! What a debut! I don't know. I've never met him. I've never met him. <laughs> hey, you're hired, Graham. I appreciate this. What a debut! What a debut um, from what yeah, a debut from Graham Metzger! All right, that's cool. You, hey, Graham, I give you credit. You came out strong. You you flubbed the box score because you realized that you know you messed up. Uh, Joel Peralta, for those wondering, is a special assistant in the Dodgers organization. Randy Flores is in charge right. of. Yeah, Randy Flores is in charge of scouting for the Cardinals, who said he would come on the podcast, but he can't talk baseball, and we told him I don't care about that, so he'll be coming on after the draft. Uh, so Joe Bimel, you got to double against him. So Graham Metzger, strong debut today. Very well, good job. We'll bring you back next week. Totally, you liked him? I liked him. He's in. He's <laughs> my balls about how many hits I have in the big league. <laughs> it's uh, Graham Metzger. <laughs> Grand Mesker and Tulowitzki must be related. The way they came in, just coming after. Yeah, they must be related. All right, Graham, we appreciate you. Uh, all right, guys, that was fun. Quick to the point. Uh, we got it going on. I know everybody's got to get going, but the reason I want to do the podcast is just because continue to build with the audience. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we will have a guest next week if I'm not on vacation. I don't know if I'm taking the kids somewhere, uh, but if we do, we'll do a show. If not, we won't do a show. If not, continue to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, and Tolly, I know you got to go knock down some more trees, yeah, right? No landscaping today. Landscaping today. We're mulching, mulching. Big mulch project. Got to be done by four. Ricky, what does that mean? Mulching. Mulch, you mulch around flower beds. I mean, Jesus Christ. Do you guys do anything? No, golf. Ask Graham. Ask Graham if he does anything. He no, knows what mulching is. Graham, do you know what mulching is? I thought I was here to bring the age average down, man. You're talking about mulching. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Good night, Graham. Graham's thinking about where the next party at Oregon is, man. And you're over yeah, here talking about Whatever the hell it is. Uh, get out, everybody. Uh, Farmer right. Tully, Ricky Romero for Grand Mesker, but the Duran. Thanks for listening to Let's Go, Ricky Rowe. Good job.